What up, what up, what up? Another Monday, it's the Words with Friends podcast. I'm back. I go by the name of Jabari. Sorry if we were, we were gone last week. Um, for those that follow me on social networks or get any of my emails, you guys know that I just released my new clothing line. It's called Bicoastal. It really took a lot. It was like three to four months in the making. Um, been working really closely with a lot of my uh, my my confidants on on the line and people getting me set up and everything like that. So, anyways, it's out right now. Um, the brand is all about introducing travel and um, and encouraging rather Encur- introducing travel to people and also encouraging travel amongst young people. And um, it was really inspired by my travels. I've been fortunate enough to travel a lot of places throughout my career, and so you know I wanted the pieces in in the clothing to reflect that. So. For those listening, go to bicoastalusa.com, bicoastalusa.com, and all the social networks are at bicoastalusa. And um, again, if you guys are liking the podcast, if you guys want to keep supporting the podcast, Words with Friends is pretty much mostly every Monday. Um, you can go to patreon.com slash jabari and leave as little as a $1 tip to make sure that we keep this thing going for you guys. And so, you know, speaking of clothing, um, and getting in the game, uh, I, I had to bring these guys, some good friends of mine, and you know they are heavy, heavy, heavy in the independent clothing game. And um, you know, not only are, are these guys my friends, but I really respect and and you know admire the independent work that they do. And they've been at it for you know quite some time. Uh, Philly cats, and uh, I want to introduce to you guys. Babylon Cartel and Animal House. So everybody, make an introduction and you know let them know who you all are. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Gianni Lee of Babylon Cartel, producer also, and yeah, we're here today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is Mark Mark Rice from Babylon Cartel slash photographer. Uh, this is Aaron Babylon of Babylon Cartel, uh, just marketing style director. You know, from Philly. Happy to be. I was waiting for applause. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to hear some applause. But. I was going on. It's Johnny Rabbit, um, Animal House uh, co-founder and creative director. Nice. All right. Now, I know you guys personally, so I mean, you, that was like a very. I felt like you guys were like nervous giving us that introduction. Like you guys are never you that calm. Like put us on the spot. So, <laughs> okay. Man, okay. We didn't know. <laughs> so, um, man, first off, we are in uh, downtown LA at the right. Babylon Cartel Loft. Tell me a little bit about this space and this creative space. You guys came out here. How long have you guys been here? We've been here for almost two years. Okay. It kind of had been like a domino effect. Like I came out here, but actually, you know what? Funny is, Aaron came out here first to visit, mm. and that kind of inspired me to want to come out and I just took the initiative and just came out mm-hmm. and Aaron just called me he's like yo how is it and I was like yo you got to come out here yeah. like a couple so months passed yeah a couple months after that a couple months passed had to come out after that Aaron came out and then like a week after that we found this space mm-hmm. and then Mark came out like right after you know and um when we saw it, we just immediately fell in love and we knew that it was something special and we had to do something with it versus just making it like a living space we had to bring some sort of element to it. We had to brand it. We had to, like, bring people in and make them feel a certain type of way when they come in. We want people to feel inspired. So it just made sense for as soon as you come in to have our logo on the wall. Like, why mm-hmm. not? Like, who, what are the rules of moving into an apartment? Yeah, you know? yeah. It's people with apartments down here in L.A. They, they have showrooms. Yeah. Offices. Yeah. So 
we thought we would have like a creative space for us and you know other people that come through and visit you know what i mean like something for everybody let's talk a little bit about this live workspace because right. you know I, I think pretty much all of us are on the same boat with that we all sort of live out of our yeah. home work out of our homes mm-hmm. um how do you how do you sort of separate life and work it's hard <laughs> uh it's like honestly i feel like we work in 24 hours a day i mean even when we're sleeping i mean in the middle of the night you know we were working I mean, not since when we sleeping, working. But an idea might come up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't make come up and it'd be like, you know, me and Gianni, we kind of like, our, the way our, our rooms are set up, we kind of like share like sound space a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if, if I have an idea, he'll have, he'll, have, he'll have an idea. We'll just yell it across, like, <laughs> across the room. It but it's also other. funny, like, you know how like when you text your friends, you might text them something funny, mm-hmm. but you don't know their reaction. Yeah. So yeah. I'll text them a meme or something like that and then I'll just hear, huh. No response, but that's it. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. it's 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 interesting because uh, you know at the same time we are friends, so we live together, but we work together. So it's like trying to you know you know keep those lines from blurring is kind of hard because sometimes you know there are things that you know I may do for the brand that you know I kind of take in as my responsibility, and you know when I'm doing them, you know I want to focus on them and that's it for that part of portion of the time but in the same time it's like say if Johnny wants to work on music or Mark wants to work on photography you right know? and it, 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 the, the it's it's is an interesting like um dynamic just to to live in but it's kind of hard sometimes to control that you know turn on work mode or or roommate mode or friend mode it's yeah. so interesting because you never know what mode you're gonna get like you know mm-hmm. what I mean like like Mark could just come in kicking down the door like yo what's up and you know we're yeah. like in work mode or I could just come in and just be blasting some music and everybody else is in work mode yeah you know what I mean or it could be anyway you know what I mean but we kind of learn to like tune each other out in a, in a certain way mm-hmm. and it kind of just works we never really argue anything like that so it's just like oh, okay you're doing your thing I'm mm-hmm. doing my thing over here and it you know we just we kind of learn we learned about each other more, I mm. feel like, just from living together. We never lived together, ever. You know what I mean? We yeah. spent a lot of time together. Well, you guys started the brand before you lived together. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. 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 We started the brand in college <laughs> over, like, six years ago. Seven yeah. years ago. Yeah. So we've been doing this since, like, uh, pretty much back in, like, 2006 in Philadelphia. And that's actually how we ran into Johnny. You know, it was, like, one of those things, like, a fisherman sees another fisherman from afar type of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, John was doing his thing down in um, our institute. We were, like, kind of on Temple's campus, like, you know, doing our thing. And it was literally doing the same thing. We both had our clothing lines. We both had our own, uh, it's like culture that we created in, in school. Parties. 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 Yeah. 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 That was the best. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the parties were amazing, you know, and it, they had their own elements, but everybody always showed love to the other element, you know. Mm-hmm. You had like Temple had his own scene. You know, we had Greeks on campus. They would come to our house parties, come to our events. And then like at the same time, a lot of those people just from like the merging of culture, from like what it is to go to like our institute and be like more of like an art student and to go to temple which is more of like i guess like that traditional type of like education yeah. and like people just the culture spread because we went to each other's parties mm. so you would you know randomly walk on temple's campus and you would see john or you would see other people you know what i mean from art institute on temple's campus and vice versa mm-hmm. john would be in his room and he'll be coming out and i'm just roaming the hallways of like art institute you know what i mean because i've i've made other friends through john just from being around, like mm. it, it was crazy. Wow. It was like a real, like it was like a culture. It was like gumbo almost. Never let John throw house parties. <laughs> <laughs> and never fall yeah. asleep at, at, at an animal <laughs> house house party. <laughs> never fall asleep. Oh, oh, man. Yeah, you got to. You had broken, yeah. broken sinks, holes in the wall. <laughs> Shit. All right, Johnny. Let's talk a little bit about uh, you know what what inspired you to start getting into clothing back in those days and you know your upbringing in Philly. Uh, I mean, really, just just growing up as an artist you know I started out like just you know drawing up in the church pews when I was five 
um, eventually like getting like interest in animation and just going to school for that and then just meeting a whole bunch of like cool college friends everybody was just you know photographer artist designer everybody was like doing some fashion whatever it was we was all kind of collectively doing the same thing so we was like yo why, don't, why aren't we you know doing something so at the time we were throwing parties mm -hmm. um which was fun it was like oh okay we're in college throwing parties so we eventually just like yo we need to turn this into something like we're all doing this one thing that we have a passion for and we, we turned it into animal house and that's that's how that all started mm -hmm. just from like throwing parties and just being close with each other yeah. yeah so okay let's talk a little bit about you know these uh early days because okay you guys have said you started babylon cartel six years ago mm -hmm. and johnny when did animal house start how, pretty much six years six ago. years ago yeah. okay and i would say i mean from the outside looking in it seems like now things are starting to get really moving you know yeah, what i mean yeah, like you guys right. have a, a fan base a clientele you know most importantly customers paying mm -hmm. customers right? right that like you know purchase your 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 materials and all that stuff so like you know Let's talk a little bit about the beginning days and what that stuff looked like and, you know, what you wish you would have known <laughs> now know, that, you, that you didn't know then. Oh, man. Or, I'm sorry, what you wish you would have known then right. that you didn't know now. I mean, that you know now. I would, uh, we should have took it more seriously. That's yeah. one. Mm -hmm. I, I when you say well, we should have taken it more seriously, what I specifics? Mean, I, I felt like, you know, we slept on a lot of opportunities and we could have like took advantage of them opportunities and you know being young it just went i don't know it just you know it, it went its own way like, yeah, it went its own way like um i guess when we started the brand we didn't really know what where we were going to take it we knew that we wanted to do something that was big mm -hmm. but we were young you know what i mean we were inexperienced we um you know what i mean and it, and it also comes back to like our backgrounds like we never really came from like Households that you know, like my my mother didn't like graduate high school. You know what I'm saying? But my but my mother like she had a very well rounded like artistic mind. So she understood and respected the artistic process. Mm. So like her gift to me was keeping me in programs. She didn't know any like you know it was like I don't know anything about that stuff, but I know my son needs to be doing it. So she kept me in those programs, and it kind of like kept me cultured and kept me seasoned of understanding that it was more outside of like where I grew up, like the environment that we grew up in. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So then coming to college, it was just like a culture shock for me because I didn't really, I wanted that. Like I really wanted to be around different people of all colors, all races and like make something, you know what I mean? But I couldn't do it where I was from because a lot of my friends weren't on that type of wave, you know? So you get to college and it's like you have this thing now and you don't really know what to do with it, you know? You just know you wanted to get out there so we would do things like have parties and just be throwing teas in the crowd. Like, <laughs> we would be spending like, you know, hundreds of dollars, you know, we all worked, you know, spend hundreds of dollars on shirts and like looking for profit. But like, oh, Gianni just threw out like 10 shirts at, you know what I mean? At an event, Mark threw out seven somewhere else. And you know what I mean? Like you just, these friends, they see you doing something. They just want to be a part of it. So I feel like that's, that was the early days. You know what I mean? We were making these designs and we weren't like, you know, professionally trained, like, artists, you know? We had our own, like, sensibilities. Yeah, we had our own sensibility. Yeah. We had our own things about us. Like, everybody, like, chipped in and had these certain things, you know what I mean? Me, I had more of, like, I guess, like, that structured art background because I went to, like, charter high school for architecture and design. Mm -hmm. So I, like, learned the basics of, like, art. But that was, like, also my college because I didn't go to school for art because I felt like I didn't want to be a starving artist. So I wanted to go to school for something more conventional 
So you like, can okay, learn. So I could learn and learn like, the business okay, side. Learn the yeah. business side, maybe get some money from it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so like luckily I went to a high school for that. So I feel like it helped, you know what I mean? It helped developing like the brand even more because I, like we had that background, you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, it was certain things that we didn't even realize that we should have been doing until we're at the exactly. point right now where it's really happening. Like celebrities are wearing our brand, you know what I mean? It's like it's a whole nother dynamic. It's a whole nother thing that you're dealing with because now that those eyes are on you, the other eyes who whose eyes are on them are on you now because they're like, well, if you're making something that they're worthy of wearing, how can we be a part of that? We want to make money off of it. You know what I'm saying? And that's where like everything else comes in. And we wish we would have known it sooner, but it's better now than never, you know? Yeah, yeah. But I can only speak for like us. Like I know with Animal House, it was like a totally different but similar like journey because yeah. like right after we came out with our first collection, I remember John was like, okay, that's nice. We got some shit for you. <laughs> we got something for you. I'm like, whatever, John. Like, and then and then John started with this like campaign. I, I don't know. Like, John was always good with campaigns because they would John, just knock gotta, out like John, I gotta explain that. they would knock out illustrations and like that's how Animal House like that's how I found out about it. Like, he started doing this campaign. Yeah, but. we were we were doing like all these things <laughs> off of MySpace like in the, in the early days where people would just hit us up. For pictures and stuff like that, mm-hmm. so we was getting like people like gym class heroes, like a whole bunch of people that were like popping back then, like Drake, and we were just like drawing them in, as as animals and just like sends uh, people. So people would, like just post them up in their own comments joints, and their friends would hit us up, and we weren't getting paid for this, so we was just like doing all these just for free. Yeah, we was like stressing, like yo, why are we doing this? Like, <laughs> and then we ended up stopping and just like making like a whole bunch of shirts. But then like just like they were saying, you know, not being business savvy back then, just like you know wanting to do something. And, like, your friends loving it. We were just making, like, you know, 20 designs, like, doing, like, 10 color tees. And we were doing, like, 10 of each. And, like, we were just pushing it out. Like, we would sell out. But it was just, like, damn, we're not making any money. Mm. You know, how? like, everybody would have something we're making money. But it's, like, yo, we, we sold out of all this shit. But we're not, we don't have anything. Yeah. Anything to show for that. <laughs> so, you know, I think, I think it's, like, a lot of experience learning back then. Just, you know, how to, how to not do things. And it was a good experience, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's also like another thing, like that kind of like we learned about was being in a box, um, right. and and that's what like you know all of us from Philly was just like we did like a lot of things in Philly, but like eventually it felt like we were all like in a box, you know, because like, like local, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah local, whether it's yeah. locally or or whatever creatively, you know, it's it's also we wanted to like always travel and stuff like that and just you know take things to the next level. So I think that's one of the things that I wish. I knew back then, like, you know, trying to trying to get to different places. You know, we always tried to do things in Philly thinking like, you know, this is this is for the city, but not thinking like, okay, we can we can take this stuff, you know, to different cities, take mm-hmm. it internationally. So I think that's that's something we learned now where even being out here in LA, it's it's definitely a good move for us. Yeah. 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 Now I think uh, a lot of things we learned, you know, in school, number one thing is like, okay, you go, school is like this place, this place community where like like I said something about sensibilities earlier. Everyone kind of shares like those shared values. Like we all love like the same type of music. We all like you know we love multicultural things, and no one just loves just one particular thing. I think you know once we got older, you know we graduated. It was like you know we were from Philly, so we stayed in school. We went to school in Philly. We didn't gotta go to school in New York. We didn't go mm-hmm. to school like down south. So we had all these friends that were from all these places who like graduated and left the city. So mm-hmm. we like kind of only guys like still doing exactly right. what we were doing in college. Not necessarily just like playing around and throwing parties, but kind of like, you know, we had our own, you know, uh, islands that we created, you know, for like, you know, the brands, you know. So it's like once that happened, it was like, OK, how do we again draw a crowd, you know, to 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 affect 
the same way we affected them in college. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we couldn't do that strong enough in Philadelphia. Yeah, you know, yeah. we, we created something there. We had a fan base there. You know, we, you know, we, we did like, you know, we started doing concerts. We also started doing parties, more, like more, more uh, upscale social events, but it just didn't seem like we were getting anywhere. Yeah. And it was just like time to just like roll out, you know what I mean? Pack up the, the, the wagon and like get up out of there. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah, like we came to the realization like for you to really be a successful brand, we feel like to a certain extent people have to miss you or they can't really, they can't really get so much of you over and over again in the same region. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I feel like you have to kind of like spread it out. So if you're, if you're continuously throwing like the same event or just various events, like you're kind of like, you know, you're just wearing your name out. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really seem as exclusive or as like important for you to be there because, you know, you can start missing them because you know it's going to, it's promised to you that it's going to right. be there. Yeah. Right. But once you leave. We always didn't want, we never want someone to be like, yo, I'm going to set this event out. Right. I'll come to the next one. Yeah. We yeah, always yeah. talk about that. We hated to have that, have our customers say that. Mm. Yeah. Like a lot of times we would, it got to a point where we wouldn't be in Philly that much. Like we would still live there, but we started trying our hand on like throwing events in other cities. Mm-hmm. You know, just having presence in other cities, even if we were just going somewhere and just being there, showing face. You know what I mean? Like showing face and then giving people cars or like whatever. Just, you know what I mean? Just figuring out ways of like just expanding. Like yeah. me, I remember, you know, sitting down with John, like just having talks, like, yo, let's just go here. We would just, Go places, you know. We went to Miami and like do a do a pop up, <laughs> do a pop up uh, a party at um at some store, yeah. like a pop up shop, mm-hmm. randomly. Good, like just decided to email them and just see what would happen, and it and it happened. You and know what I mean? Get a response like, out of that. Yeah, we got a good response out of that. And you know? we and you know a lot of our fan base was in Miami at the time. Oh yeah, for the spring break. Yeah, for oh, spring it was break. Crazy. So mm-hmm. like we we realized that you know we were touching people in different cities. Yeah, yeah. And like it's it's growing. You know, yeah. people people know it. People want to share it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it goes from the events to the clothing. You yeah, know, it's yeah. Like, so it's, I was just gonna ask that. So I was gonna say like, how did the events that you guys were doing? You know, how did that affect the sales of the clothing, okay. or the, or the, or the maybe not even just the sales, but the awareness of the clothing? This is this is what happened, and this and this is this is crazy because we had like a you know we had a few mentors like that kind of like you know like pushed us in the right direction, and then like from listening to them, we kind of leaned more towards events because we really didn't have the money for production. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like we had our own like financial situations like to deal with on our own with our families and things like that. So that kind of like affected the business to a certain extent. Like we just didn't have it to like invest so much. So we just thought like, yo, what can make us money? Like what can we do? So we like started developing like we tried, you know what I mean, to develop our web, our blog into more of like a place where people came to every day. So we would post like consistent content, mm-hmm. get interviews, do videos. And that led into events because we still wanted to figure out a way of like making money. And, like, I was making money for myself outside. Like, I, I would throw, like, events. I was throwing events in Philly. So I was throwing, like, bottle service events. But it got kind of, like, tired. Like, I got tired of it. And I figured I should just focus more of that event expertise into the brand. Mm-hmm. So we just started really, like, focusing and throwing more events. But um, it affected the clothing to a certain extent because it was so much hype about Babylon Cartel's name that we, we our clothing had to catch up. Mm-hmm. Because we were throwing yeah. events. Like, we had a little B event. Like we, mm-hmm. we, we did like the first little B event. We hosted the first ASAP Rocky event in Philly. We brought Trinidad James out. So it was like, you know, like the 
I guess the perception of us was like at its all time high because you will be walking down South Street and you would see our names on like, you know, like the billboard outside of the TLA. Mm -hmm. So it's like to a person that's walking down the street at the end of the day, they see a name up there. That must mean they're getting money or they're doing something. Mm -hmm. That's the perception. So now it's like, OK, well, what's up with the clothes? So we would release little things here and there like they would sell, but we didn't really have the, like the capital. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So. That's how we decided to like fall back off of events altogether mm -hmm. and kind of like move and re strategize. Like, mm -hmm. you know, at the end of the day, I looked at it like Bape or Nike. Like, if a Nike event is going on, you're going. Mm -hmm. If a Bape because event Nike is happening, Nike has established themselves. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It's like Nike has hot things. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. they have hot shit. Bape is hot. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. it's like you, like, if opening ceremony throws an event, you're going because you know what they have. So mm -hmm. it's like we have to have a timeless piece. We have to have timeless pieces mm -hmm. because that's going to make people come to the events. Mm -hmm. That's going to make them download the mixtapes mm -hmm. because they already know that the product is hot because it's yeah. physical. I think, you know, you know, with this, a lot of times, uh, you know, people, because I do many things, just like, you know, all of us here. So, yeah. you know, from the films to the events, you know, the clothing, um, a lot of times people will be like, man, well, you know, focus or, or, or like, you know, mm. what do you, or like, what do you like to do more? Or do you ever think that blah, blah. And I'm like, you know, what people don't understand is like, at the end of the day, I started all of this as a filmmaker and I'm, and I, and I started doing these interviews and I've been doing that for, you know, damn near 10 years. Mm. So like the focus has been there on mm -hmm. that, you know what I mean? And I'm always going to be doing that. And it's like, when I stepped outside and was like, oh, okay, well, now I can add something else to the resume, or now I can add this to the resume. It only enhanced the other things, you know what I mean? And like, a lot of times I, I tell people, you know, we're living in a time right now where, you know, you can do whatever the hell you want to do, right. but as long as you focus, yep. you know what I mean? Yep. It is possible to focus on two things, yep. but you know, it's not possible to like have one thing successful that you're only given 25% of your time to, and another thing that you're only given, you know, 50% of your time to or whatever, but like when you can focus on these things and make these things sort of like automated processes, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Right. And like the opportunities are endless. So I think that's kind of what goes back to what you're saying is like once you guys started to say, okay, close first, mm -hmm. then everything else will follow. You yeah. know? How, how, I'm curious to know, uh, you know, what do you guys think are the, the, the top factors in what sells clothes today? You know, is this, is it, I mean, because we've all, everybody sitting at this table, we've all had, celebrities rocking our stuff right right and like so like but is that just it you know what i mean like what makes a celebrity put it on like what makes you know you know because to me it's like it has a lot to do with aesthetic design quality like you know the web experience how you see the picture all this stuff so you know mm. talk a little bit about that because i feel like sometimes a lot of people just think oh they I had mean, this person every, in it i think everybody thinks it's about the quick money like what's what's trendy mm -hmm. it's really about you know sticking to your your brand sticking to like what you do mm -hmm. and constantly showing that it's it's really about being persistent um and not not following other people's paths because at the end of the day you want to be the first person that started something mm -hmm. you don't want to be the person that kind of looks like everybody else out there mm -hmm. so i think that's one of the main keys and then also quality um just showing that like constantly just showing quality in, in your work and showing I think also effort. People see effort all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, like being independent brands. Like I see, I see these guys hustles all the time. Um, just coming out here, people, people, they mess with that. You know. Yeah, yeah. And I, I yeah. think that's definitely like a key. Um, what else is there? I think um, it's a combination of uh, like what you said, the quality, uh, hustling. Uh, I definitely think you know tying your brand aesthetic is important. 
I think one thing people is is making things that you know people want to keep. Mm. You know what I mean? Not making things that people just want to buy real quick, throw on, and then throw off, you know, throw it away after the night is over. You got to make things you know people want to keep, where, you know, wear over and over again. Or even if you do make uh, things that are quote unquote trendy or on trend, you make pieces that, you know, your pieces could be the statement piece. It could fit into whatever the trend is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think that's important with sellability. Uh, I think uh, another thing is like visibility. And it has to tie into your brand. Like you don't want to be thirsty for, you know, for for the visibility. You don't want to just put. So yeah. In. So like for the visibility, for instance, that is like a celebrity. Yeah. Giving yeah. you know. Because like the wrong put, putting the, putting the wrong celebrity in your clothing, like you may get I don't know five thousand new followers from that. Right. Mm-hmm. What does that do for your brand image? Mm-hmm. Nothing. It may yeah. diminish it. You know what I mean? If we have somebody rocking our brand who doesn't fit the bill at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, but yet it has they have a large following. Uh, people. Could or may or may not buy it, but they, they'll see it, but they may or may not buy it because mm-hmm. it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't. It, it doesn't connect. Yeah. So it has to still connect with your brand aesthetic and your brand identity. And mm-hmm. I feel like that goes back to like really knowing your brand and sticking by it, like even in the face of what people might think. You know what I mean? Because people think since, to a certain extent, when you're accessible as a brand, like when people can like talk to you, like that's great. Like you should be like that. But when you're accessible and you do certain things like for example if a if a person like is wearing your brand that you might not necessarily think fits it but they feel as though you should post it or something like that that's where it gets a little tricky because mm-hmm. we're dealing with like the new wave of technology and like the new wave of communication and how people interact and a lot of it is through the internet yeah. and it's like at the end of the day uh you know millions of people wear louis vuitton millions of people wear chanel but you don't see them posting yeah, yeah, yeah. shout outs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. like, okay, cool. Uh-huh. Like, like head nod. Yeah. You know what I mean? Salute. Like, yeah. thank you for wearing that. Mm-hmm. But this is how we're going to display our brand each yeah. time. So to a certain extent, it doesn't matter if like, we want, you know what I mean? Like, in my eyes, I want everybody to wear it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? We're going, to prom- we're going to promote, we're going to display our brand a certain way. That's cool. If you feel as though that's cool and you like the way it's displayed, then you'll wear it based on that image. Mm-hmm. But you know what I mean? It's not like I feel like it's really like nothing wrong with that at all because yeah, like no, the absolutely. biggest brands do that, but absolutely. they still want that customer. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. What uh you know what what social network? I mean, and I have my ideas about this, mm. but I want to hear from y'all. What what social network has the has the the most to do with like you know the sales of the brand and and, and you know right yeah, now? I feel like, it's, it's, I feel like Instagram. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you know, people people don't. It's visual. It's, you know? Exactly. So, you know, people people don't. Uh, you know, when I tell people this, and I was like, man, you know, I told people the amount of mobbing hats we sold, mm-hmm. and you know, it That's was literally plan. like, <laughs> you know, we 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 would post it on Instagram, and tell people where to buy it, and like minutes later, it would be so, sales. You and know, and it's I mean? like, and I'm like, wow. And it's remember, no links. Remember, remember before that though. Remember before that, before Instagram was really really popping, you had to do that to Twitter or Facebook. Yeah, uh-huh, it wasn't yeah. the same. It wasn't the same. No, 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 it wasn't the same. No, not at all. Uh-huh. What was funny about Instagram is the fact that there's no links attached to it. And that's yep. the so it's like so somebody really, really yeah, has yeah, to yeah, want, want it. Yeah, they really got to want it. It's crazy. They really sitting there looking at it and figuring out how to type it in. There's no links. Yeah. And I yeah, it's no links. And I feel like. Instagram wanted it that way. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's giving you the too only much link power. you got is the, is the profile link. The profile yeah. Link is all you it's got. giving you too much power if you're putting these links in all your posts. You know what I mean? Then people mm-hmm. would abuse it. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. They would yeah. troll or they would like over promote and they kind of like would, I guess, yeah. take down the value of Instagram. Yeah. So yeah. it's kind of cool, you know what I mean? The fact that you can't really post the link. Yeah. yeah. But that really amazes me, man. I mean, I think that, yeah. like we said, this, I think it's because it is a visual mm-hmm. social network, you know, like people can see things, style, they can yep. see, oh, I yep. can rock it like this, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And it can just give them that sort of inspiration. Um, you know, what, what are some people that you guys look up to in, in the, in the mm-hmm. you know, clothing game? I'll let y'all go. Well, with me, I don't know about my two other business partners, but it's, it's from the head, my head. You know, I mm-hmm. don't really look up to a lot of these other brands because I don't know. I feel... I feel like I don't want to copy anybody. I see. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, mm-hmm. so, so it's best to start from from your ideas. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. And then and let the inspiration flow. From, exactly. From whatever. You want to inspire people. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't let people. Well, I'm inspired from by other people, but I rather inspire other people. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Like any 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 other brands from you guys? I mean, I'm I'm inspired mostly from from old animation directors and, and illustrators and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm huge on Chuck Jones, um, you know, old Warner Brothers, MGM stuff, mm-hmm. um, Fritz Freeling, Tex Avery, just stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and even, like, you know, Naruto stuff, you know, mm-hmm. Takashi, Takashi, mm-hmm. um, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm really, I'm really huge into, like, anime. You know, yeah. I'm a huge, like, geek. You know, you'd see me in, in streetwear or whatever, you wouldn't even figure, but... Like, oh yeah, I mean, I'm, at have, home, I mean, I'm at home. I'm at home watching Pokemon. I, <laughs> I just I just watched the last two Pokemon movies on I mean, Netflix. I see your wall, man. Your wall is like all yeah, stuff that you've drawn and it's yeah, like, so everything. Yeah, a lot incredible. of my inspiration comes from like you know old '90s cartoons, Darkwing Duck, stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it's, it's great to see, you know, go back and, and see some of that stuff and be able to revive, you know, a lot of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. In what about game, you? Uh, not necessarily anyone in the game. Um, I can say like people that I really like admire. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really big on like uh, artists that make people think, and they kind of know the uh, the DNA. Not even DNA, but they know like um, the process of like how humans think. And I, I think one thing, one of my biggest fans are like uh, Quentin Tarantino. Another one mm-hmm. like Wes Anderson. Yep. Like the way they the way they place art or the way they display their art in their film, they they're conscious of what the person is going to see. Yeah. Versus what they hear and versus what they feel as well. You know what I mean? Uh, and then. I kind of take that into account when I'm when I'm doing things for for the brand. I want people to have those same. I want I want to affect people in a certain way. So I, I, I'm drawn to people who know how to make people feel a certain way every time mm-hmm. they see something that they do. Like the aesthetic is there every single time in every West Anderson movie. Everything's everything's lined up the same. Everything has like its the place. consistency. Yeah, yeah, consistency is there. So I'm, I'm really really big into people who think that, that way. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I feel like um, Jean Michel Basquiat. Like he mm-hmm. he's definitely like a super inspiration to me. Um, just his level of thought and um, how he really just didn't care what other people thought, like other people thought about him, you know what I mean? He just, he knew, like, people don't really realize, like, how much he knew and, like, how he he planned out his process and how he got to where he at. Like, he literally said, I'm not doing this no more. I'm going to turn into this person. This is what I'm going to do. And he really, Mm -hmm. like, made it happen for himself, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Another person who did the same thing was, like, Tupac, you know what I mean? He kind of, like built you know what I mean his image and like he he built like his thing that people like ended up like gravitating towards but besides that like I get real inspired by like Chanel just like the simplicity of like the logo and how like synonymous it becomes in fashion yeah so yeah, it's yeah. like to a certain extent like I wanted like the BC logo to like to have that same effect like mm-hmm. where you could just 
ascend past clothing and do like whatever you want to. You know what I mean? So those kind of like all together. You know what I mean? I just I like simplicity, but I like complex things at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like Jean Michel was very complex with his delivery of his art, but it was a simple nature to it. Mm-hmm. And that's the same thing that you find in Chanel. And you know, I feel like that really like shows like a true artist being able to like have those qualities. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think another thing. Oh, I want to say Pharrell, man. I yeah, got Pharrell, man. Pharrell, yeah, yeah. Pharrell. Like, Pharrell. He, he I think he just inspired our whole generation. It's, he it's did. Weird though, man. Because like I think like you know it's it's weird to see because he he kind of birthed us like at the end of the day. Yeah, he did. Back <laughs> into like two thousand like four or five six like there was nobody that represented like youth revolt culture more than Pharrell did. Mm-hmm. Like coming like Kanye, right? Yeah. And it's just interesting to see him have you know another second run at it. Yeah, and like he's like the king of. You would think where he would have never got any yeah. bigger. He did. <laughs> I didn't. I, I didn't think it was gonna get this big. I think it was gonna be like one of those things that just stay linear. Like, okay, Pharrell's about to come out, drop the album. It's gonna be just like how in search of. And, yeah. You know all the other NDRD joints was, but like even his collaborations, like he's the king of collaborating and making it look, making it making it be aesthetically pleasing every single time. Yeah, and it's yeah. like always his brand. It's, you it's know, his brand. You, and, and you know it's him. Feels, yeah, and it never feels like he's going outside of that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like it doesn't matter who he works with. You know, it goes from music to, to fashion to to now what what he's doing now. Uh, uh, he has like he's, he has a, he has I am mother and now he's creating you yeah. know, film film content. and advertising. So his mm-hmm. content is like every time you see anything, he puts a stamp on. It looks like something that Pharrell yeah. done. Yeah, and absolutely. that's the thing that that's, that's he has an amazing unique look. Uh, yeah, the unique look uh, with uh, the bionic uh, yarn thing. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's, uh, he has. Uh, like it's it's the I am mother in Uniqlo something stuff, but I bought a shirt the other day mm. when I was in New York. But yeah, yeah, he's he's the man. He's yeah. the man. Right. And the music is on point. Yeah, the music is like at an all time all time high like being receptive around the world. But he he kinda embodies like, you know, what I want to do with with Babylon cartels. Like mm-hmm. no matter who we work with, like we have our, our presence is still known right it's it's in it's in there with it's in the ingredients, but it's natural and it's an organic collaboration every time. That mm-hmm. actually like helped us understand, you know, building a brand more because we, you know, didn't want to pigeonhole ourselves and just, you know, dealing with what we thought cool was yeah. or what was trending. You know what I mean? Like, it was certain trends that were like developing like within the past two or three years that are starting to kind of like fade out actually. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And it was like, at that time, a lot of people were like aligning or like joining forces with like this new subculture that was developing like in hip hop. Mm-hmm. And this is only just one at like one portion of like the whole scale of what was going on. You know what I mean? But to a certain extent, like the trends and everything that happened in that little like subgenre that just developed, they kind of like they're they're falling out. Yeah. The the players might still be there, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? But they're falling out. And that showed us like, yo, we don't have to just stay in one lane. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? If we remain true to what we are and what we present and how we put our stamp on it, we can show you what this is and why we're putting our shine and our light on it. Mm-hmm. And like another like entity that does that is Fader Magazine. Mm-hmm. Fader Magazine can go from Future, mm-hmm. Young Thug, all the way to Bjork, Grimes. You know what I mean? Like th- that's the scale. They can do anything, but at the end of the day, it's still a Fader cover. It's like mm-hmm. wow. Cool, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. They can, they can go. They've established the like what their taste is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like this is our taste. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we like the ratchet. Mm-hmm. Sometimes <laughs> we like the regal. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like we could be that same brand. You know, what I mean? that same entity, but do it in our own way. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, the logos on it, the stamp is on it. Yeah. So you should trust our opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Man, um, you know what? When it comes to, when it comes to. Uh, 
your time spent. You know, we were, Gianni, we were talking a little bit about this <laughs> earlier, yeah, we right? Um, but you know, how do you guys spend your time? Like, let's just talk about like, you know, well, Gianni and I were talking about how other people spend their time and like <laughs> and how and, <laughs> and how sometimes it's not as productive as it should be. But yeah. um, you know, yeah, just take me through like how your time is spent because a lot of a lot of my friends who are like entrepreneurs and and chasing something. It's like like we were talking about earlier with your living situation. It's like twenty four hours, mm-hmm. you know. But like, like take people take people through a normal week. What does it look like for you guys? Well, for me, I'm in the studio snapping pictures all the time. So, mm-hmm. you know, basically that's good for me, and also it's helping the brand as well as you know when it's time to like shoot some visual or c- content. Like we can. I'm 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 on my A game with it. Yeah, you know, yeah. Because you're always practicing, essentially. Exactly. Yeah. Sharpening that tool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's 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 me. I'm always in the studio. Yeah. What about you, John? Uh, me, I'm I'm at a game development company right now, just doing like um production designer. So it's kind of cool doing that. Um, just seeing like fresh faces and you know people that are kind of like in the tech sector yeah. of the world. Um, and just kind of like knowing people that don't give a crap about fashion, mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of refreshing because you can kind of see what these consumers are into and right. kind of how to, like, you know, brand towards them, mm-hmm. you know? And then also, after work, I'm out here with these guys sometimes, and I live about five minutes away, so, you know, sometimes I'm out here, sometimes I'm doing shoots at the crib. It's most of the time, it's, like, shipping, um, yeah. coming up with, like, product design, um, contacting manufacturers, Stuff like that, hitting up like pattern makers, trying to get samples done. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 a lot, you know, just trying to get stuff done in a whole day, um, and then just photography too, just yeah. trying to get models. You know, it's 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 tough, yeah, <laughs> but it's got to get done. And what about you? Yeah, yeah. like for me, there's like there's always those moments where it's like a like a chill work moment. Like I think I, I, it's, it's a blessing to like be able to put my feet up for a sec. Mm-hmm. But get on a computer and work at the same time. And still, point. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, for me, it's like I'm always doing market research. I'm always seeing, like, what kids are in. Literally, literally, I'm a culture junkie. So, I'm literally, like, I'm taking in all the things that have happened, you know, within, like, the past week. You know, not necessarily brand-related, but, like, culture-related. Mm-hmm. And seeing, like, what the, what, what the consumers are into, what they want, how they want it, how they're getting it. You know, how they, how people stop them from getting it, whatever. And then if it comes to, when it comes to the brand... Like I'm working with Johnny with you know product development. I'm working you know looking for, looking for new models and like John does everything with his brand. You know uh, maybe me and Marcus sitting now looking at photography stuff. I mean like we're looking at you know new 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 lookbooks or new uh, editorials that's coming out. So it's like there's never a, a a dull moment. There's never a moment where I can just say okay I can put my feet up all day and just like do shit. Yeah, like, never. <laughs> and even yeah like it's, it's never a day. Like I can mm-hmm. just be out with, with with my lady and like. Literally, I'm have I'm answering emails like mm-hmm. there. like yeah. you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Like it, it doesn't matter. This job doesn't stop. Yeah, like, it, it's a, it's 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 a blessing to be busy, because this is this, if I'm busy, I'm working, I'm doing exactly what I want to do. This is the job that I want. This is my dream job. Mm-hmm. Like I started a brand. Like we're, we're creating product, and you know we have people on our line all the time. Whether it's a, you know a photographer, whether it's a model, or it's a customer, you know there's always something for us to do, mm-hmm. and I hate it. Those moments, you know, being before we got out here, honestly, like, there were a lot of moments where we had we could take a week off and not have to do anything. 
because we just we didn't have the, the you know the, the, the consumer or the fan base or the responsibility that we have now mm-hmm. you know so it's it's a blessing to support this much honestly. yeah yeah you know it's um i asked that because uh you know a lot of a lot of people i have my little sisters out here with me which mm-hmm. you guys just met and um, so I'm, you know, I'm taking them around LA and sort of showing them big brother thing. my life exactly, doing this big brother thing. And uh, my little sister said to me, oh, she was like, "Your life is a vacation." And I was like, Jeez. I was like, "But yeah, I was like, are you, are you crazy, yeah, little girl? Yeah. You know, like going to see and, these people is actually yeah, still work." You know, exactly. So I think it's because you know we were at the beach. And she was like, and I was, I was talking about how I am going to go on a vacation. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm going to Hawaii later in a few months. Or, and I was like, you know, I'm going to finally take a vacation. And she was like, and I think, you know, a lot of people get it misconstrued in, in, in the, you know, it's like, on the one hand, my life is, yes, it's like fun. It's, it's, I'm, I'm very blessed and happy to be doing everything I love doing and be providing for myself for that. But on the other hand, it's like you guys are all saying, you know, none, none, when I asked that question, what does a day look like for you guys? None of you guys were like, yeah, chilling at the bar, you know what I mean? Or like, yeah, just right. like, uh, you know, catching up on all these TV shows and, that, you know what I mean? Just watching TV for hours on end. It's like the things that, you know, a lot of people do and spend time doing, none of us are really you know, you don't have the luxury to do that yeah, stuff right. because where everybody's on the come up, we're trying to make something happen and, yeah. and we're, we're pursuing extraordinary goals, things yeah. that are not normal, you know, and, and a lot of people don't understand that, you know, in that there's, you, you it, it's a devotion, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. you have to give up a lot of other things in your right. life. And it's funny because like being busy becomes like the luxury and once you realize that if you're busy, that means you're actually doing something. If your phone is ringing, if your email is going off, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And like, you, it becomes like, you know, sort of like a drug or something that you get addicted to because you want more of it. You know what I mean? But I feel like to a certain extent, like, and like Aaron always tells me this, like, to a certain extent, you also have to like, you know, be able to recharge or like step back and see what you've done and like be able to like just contemplate and like just, you know what I mean? Get yourself in the right space. Mm-hmm. And I feel like with me, like my journey's been kind of like weird lately, but weird in a good way because like, I feel like I do juggle a lot and I felt like it it took me a while to get to this point where I can kind of like focus on what it is and it's like you know what I mean building my brand you know what I mean answering these emails talking to manufacturers but it's at the same time it's like I started like you know going on a path of like you know becoming like more of a musician and producer so it's mm-hmm. like at the same time it's like as much time as I'm devoting into the brand I'm devoting into like actually creating music mm-hmm. but what's funny about this is me you know creating music is actually helping me understand my brand better because now I have to understand how, how what it means to really be an artist, like artists that people like, you know what I mean? They like they buy into you. Mm-hmm. So me diving into that and like you know what I mean, having myself kind of like be like sort of like the guinea pig because it's like I'm becoming a brand, but at the same time the brand is a brand. But now I understand it more because like I'm like personifying it mm-hmm. to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. And it's like weird. Like sometimes you gotta like step back and you just have to like recharge or like get outside and like oh, that's yes. how you'll get, get that's how you get inspiration sometimes, you know? Yes. Like turn everything off. You yeah. Know? One of my favorite like documentaries, like the September issue, and it talks about Anna Winter and like Vogue, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like how she would you know, her day is crazy, like from the moment she gets up. And she takes some time to just look out the window. She says, you know, I got to keep my eyes open gotcha. because I never know where I'm going to find inspiration. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She might find a crazy, you know, mood just from, like, walking down the street that mm-hmm. she can use for, like, an editorial. Or, like, she might have just got inspired by something she saw in the newspaper. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, like, it's just it, it's, it's crazy to be able to, like, have that level of, like, understanding. And it just took us 
and everybody at this table getting out of our comfort zones to be able to see like it's more than just a square mile radius of our cities you know what I mean mm -hmm. and it's like people always kind of like battle with themselves of like where they're from and their origins and like yeah you gotta stay it's cool to stay true to it you're supposed to but at the end of the day you look at the greats they moved around like they weren't just needed in just one place they mm -hmm. were needed elsewhere they were you know what I mean they were like they became that you know mm -hmm. so you have to understand that yeah yeah absolutely mm -hmm. absolutely Man, guys, I mean, I that was that was a great talk, and I like doing these group uh, podcasts, man, yeah, to get to get to get a lot of <laughs> input from you know not just one person, man. So, anything that you guys are working on that you guys want to shout out, obviously, let these people know um, how they can you know get in contact with each of the brands and everything. Okay, working on our new collection right now for Babylon Cartel. It's called mm -hmm. Prisoner of War. Should be releasing you know uh, late July. Uh, it's going to be really, really really fun uh, in terms of like uh, is that some of the stuff I saw yeah yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. nice yeah. it's a little bit more minimalistic than the things we normally done but we still find ways to um, to, to be minimalistic, minimalistic but still have some complexity in there sometimes mm -hmm. like yeah. we, we found our aesthetic and yeah. we found you know what works you know for when we're trying to you know we're trying to like all right, say we're, we're, we're basically just trying to not necessarily like reinvent you know fashion reinvent high end streetwear but we're just trying to put our mark on it mm -hmm. and we're, we're making things this time around that you know that, that signifies what's going on in streetwear but like what's going on next for like the next few years mm -hmm. yeah like we're trying to like be ahead of the game but in a in a totally different way like not just saying it but really like being able to understand culture understand where it's going yeah. versus where it's at right now because you got to kind of like be on your a game and be on top of it because that's how you kind of like can like kind of nudge the trends of where they're going because to a certain extent mm -hmm. you even though you don't want to be a trend you're 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 moonlighting with it you know what i mean you're mm -hmm. dancing with the trend mm -hmm. yeah so you gotta gotta you, you have to know when to just turn that motherfucker the other way like mm -hmm. to the left and to the right it's, 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 you know what i mean it's, 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 it's crazy <laughs> you know so that that's what our brand is about that's what our, our new collection is about it's uh it's mixing cultures mixing you know ideals of war and futurism you know what i mean mm -hmm. and like just really going out of your dream, like, what this podcast is about, like, you know what I mean, what you represent, Jabari, is, like, what our collection is, mm. you know? Yeah. It's the same thing. Nice, nice. Yeah. Oh, me, right here. Oh, man, I'm not going to top that right there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're, we're just releasing products constantly, just trying to get stuff out, like, every other week, um, and then just, you know, just focusing on that. Um, and then we have, like, a third Saturday, um, Us in Babylon, happening every month. Mm. Um in DC, um, it's called Everyone. Everyone's invited, pretty much. <laughs> nice, that's nice. <laughs> um, that's what we're working on right now. Just um, you know, constantly working on projects too. Uh, you know, making great visuals. Um, just like today and yesterday, we were just out here just shooting everybody coming right. through. Had like about 30, 40 people come through to shoot them, um, and just you know, positive vibes. That's, that's what we're trying to push now. Is a lot of positive energy, yeah. and just making sure you know. You know, people. You know, we're we're influencing other people. You know, we we do like we've done like a lot of negative things in the past. So right now, you know, we we try to do that, be a positive energy for other people, and, and we try to display that like on our Twitter and our Instagrams too. Sometimes, just you know, these kids look up to us, so it's mm -hmm. it's like, you know, you don't want to be out there talking about oh bitches and shit and all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. So it's like you wanna you wanna like tell these kids, you know. 
you know, follow their dreams and all that stuff. So that's what that's what we're trying to do right now. Nice. And yeah. actually be like examples of that, not not just saying not it. Not just saying not it. Not just saying man. it. That's yeah. real. Yeah. That's very real, man. You have to live it. Um all right guys, websites, Instagrams, Twitters. Oh, okay. I don't have it. Um Babylon Cartel. You know how to spell that B A B Y L O N Cartel C A R T L. Um Gianni Lee, of course. That's G I A N N I L E E. You got Mark Babylon over here. You Mark Babylon on everything, right? We're like, yeah, our shit is the Mark same. Babylon. Yeah. 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 Mark Babylon. <laughs> on Instagram, yeah. Twitter. M A R K B A B Y L O N. Yeah, then BabylonCartel.com. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Babylon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Simple. Aaron Babylon, Mark Babylon, Gianni. Oh, yeah, we got a shout out. Yeah. I'm sorry. Before, we got a shout out, Danielle, because Danielle's not here, but Danielle is another entity. Like entity of the brand, like a very integral piece. Like I work, you know, I work very closely with her with like all the designs. Like mm-hmm. she's a beast. Like, and we just need to shout her out. So make sure you follow her, Danielle Babylon, on everything. She's a vicious uh, illustrator, and like she's another like crazy piece of the puzzle because she also her origin started from Animal House because she went to our institute in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. So she knew those guys too. So it's like a big family. Nice. And then you can. Find us on Google, you know, all our Ooh. links, A-N-M-L-H-S-E. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not a stunt. I mean, <laughs> that's not a stunt. You should know, people should know how to use Google. <laughs> it's the same thing on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Flex. wherever. Um, and then follow me, Johnny Rabbit, no H. Yeah, Johnny no, Rabbit, I got to no change H. your name. It's no an H. H. I got to get, get rid of the H. I know John for like seven years. His name is still J-O-H-N. And I got to change it to oh, I, I guess... I, I don't know. I think I'm just I'm thinking about this. We never really talked about you know Babylon Cartel and Animals always collaborate, so we're always working on new collaborative projects. Right. Together. Yeah. And everyone event that John was speaking of is a collaborative project of Babylon Cartel, like and, and Animals. Like yeah. this is what this is what we do. Like that's why John's here. You know that's why we're you know it, it's a it's a collective. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, yeah. man. I mean it's people people got to you know for those that don't know, man. John shot all the bi-coastal photos that are on the website. You know what I mean. The product shots and the model shots. So, like, you know, all of us guys in here, man, we work together, and you know, this is this is this is how it's supposed to be done, and this is how everybody else does it at the top. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, people don't know. So, like, for <laughs> those that you know, they don't, they don't know. Like, it's, it's strength in numbers. It's mm-hmm. like you don't want to win by yourself. You want to take people and and help other people win. Yeah, because yeah. that's that's how you're gonna win. You know, right now we got like twenty cats out here winning together. Yep. You know, we're not just working on our on our own stuff you know yeah. we, we do stuff out here we collaborate so yep. you know you got people watching you they gonna watch your friends right you got yep. people watching your friends they gonna watch you so mm-hmm. you know that's the way we, we try to do it out here we, we did in philly so we, we try to do that out here Absolutely. yeah for like for those that don't know about john he single-handedly is the reason why like philadelphia <laughs> is in the right place when it comes to web design he's yeah. designed websites for like mostly all the top brands coming out of Philadelphia right now. Functioning, living, breathing websites. And that kind of, like, helped Philadelphia have some type of, like, just muscle power in this industry that's mm-hmm. developing right now. And if it wasn't for him, a lot of people wouldn't have these websites. Mm-hmm. So I just want to, like, commend him on that. And, like, just the work he did in the, in the city that people don't even know. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, people will talk about it. Like, when books are written, when these little journals are written yeah. about, you know, mm-hmm. web development and all that, like, John's going to be the one. John Trust me. Manifesto out. Yeah. Yeah. John's going to create an app that's going to retire on some island somewhere. <laughs> in, like, two years. The app's going to be the island. Like, <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh, man. Nah, thank you guys seriously for, for coming out, man. As you guys know, we do this thing Mondays. Uh, I go by the name of Jabari. Please check out and support the new line, Bicoastal, BicoastalUSA.com. Yeah. And if you're enjoying the podcast, go to Patreon.com slash Jabari and leave a tip for as little as a dollar per episode. And I'll see you guys again very soon. All right, it's been another Words with Friends. Peace. Peace. Peace.